Hey, what up, Long Beach? Coming to you live via tape delay from the campus of Long Beach State for another episode of the LB Fee Show. As always, this bi-weekly show is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and Mike Gardabasio. Mike's still out, so it's just me and Andy again today. Andy, an Andy name, so ripe for song parody, I feel. Pretty much, right? pretty much. You can throw uh, that in for like Angie, Angry. You could go anywhere. Candy. Right. We really got to I mean, call Weird Al Yankovic and get him on the job. Hey, you know, Weird Al, he was big time when I was growing up. Maybe he still is big time. I <laughs> don't is. know. He, he is. is. Yeah, he's still he's still traveling around. He's still getting it done. Did you have a nickname in high school? Um, sports related or not? Sports related. related. You know, actually, I, I didn't. I don't I don't think I did. That's to be all perfectly you have to say. Honest. I mean, now we're working on one. Yeah. You know, I, I was always envious. You know, there were some some. You know, guys, Scooter, and I was just jealous, you know? I was like, it must be fun to have that nickname, but... Short names. Yeah, short names yeah. are tough. Also, names that are, like, it's a team sport, but not a team sport, you know? So, like, running and right. golf and tennis and stuff. You don't see as many nicknames as yeah. baseball and basketball right, and football, exactly. where there's four guys named Andy, and you have to call them all by something else. Yeah, exactly. Else. <laughs> like, I guess if my name was Steve or, you know, Mike, <laughs> something like that, I'd probably uh, have that. I... I've not ever been around too many other Andys, to be perfectly honest. I've, I mean, here and there, but I've never been on a team where it was like, oh, well, which Andy? Yeah. Like, I've always, I think I've always, always the only Andy. What's the best sports nickname of all time? Or, like, the first one that comes to your mind? Champ. Champ. Yeah, that's right? pretty good. That's Champ. unbeatable. I mean, Literally like, that's unbeatable. tough to be. Like, <laughs> I mean, am I right or am I right? Yeah, you won. You won. Good Champ. job. Um, first of all, congratulations to everybody on campus for surviving the first week of quote unquote, the spring winter season where you've got the basketball still going, but you've got the baseball and softball right around the corner. You guys have a jam packed schedule this week. It's crazy. How are you keeping your heads on? It's, uh, it's amazing work and, uh, you know, it, it takes a village. I always, I always say that and I mean that, but, uh, you know, I'd say, you know, I'd give a shout out to our uh, our facilities and operations crew, uh, Mark Edrington, Mike Habura, uh, Oscar Hernandez, and, and, and so many others. There's so many names I could list off. But um, last week, this week, we've, we've got baseball, uh, the pyramid going, and those are the two largest venues that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, so it takes a lot because you're talking about off campus. It's not even just dealing with two on campus venues. Uh, so it takes a lot of coordination, uh, a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears, and uh, you know maybe uh, you know the little shout out this week uh, to, to all those folks because uh, like I you know I always say it has to start somewhere and it starts with your venue mm -hmm. and, you know before anyone else can do their job inside of it you you do have to have a venue that's ready to roll and uh, it's not easy work so um, but again I am appreciative uh, you know it goes across across the board. Producer Roger, uh, he and his staff, uh, sports medicine, the marketing, yeah, uh, the compliance folks who get everybody eligible. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, but um, we're really lucky. We have great people here. No, I, I like that. So Edrington, uh, Habura, you know, maybe we do like an unsung hero every other week, and we just think of somebody that you know maybe they didn't score points on Saturday night, but they weren't going to be able to score points if the buckets weren't there. That's right, and maybe they <laughs> helped the buckets go in, or uh, you know that base gets stolen by having that infield just dialed in perfectly. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, it 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 does take uh, an amazing team effort to get these things done. Yeah, you bring up a really good point that having Blair Field off campus, some people might think that makes it easier, but that does make it a lot more difficult. Yeah, because inevitably we're taking 
taking equipment uh, from one one to the other. So um, whether it's uh, something as uh, mundane as bike rack or mm-hmm. uh, it could be some PA equipment. So you you know it's not that the, the the two venues are that far apart, campus and Blair, but you know you've got to load it up, get in the car, then you got to drive, and then you know hey parking on our campus, where the heck am I parking? True. Uh, but uh, you know we make it work, but uh, it certainly is not easy. I, you know it's 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 great. I love Blair Field, but. In a perfect world, you'd have everything in one little quadrant and, mm-hmm. you know, golf cart and everything around. Yeah. Well, speaking of Bull Diamond and Blair Field, like I said, jam-packed week. we got to get right into last week at the beach, and then we're going to do this week at the beach because we've got a full schedule again. So last weekend at Bull Diamond and Blair Field, it was the season opening series for the Long Beach State Dirtbags against visiting Cal, and they took the series winning on Friday and Saturday. Adam Seminaris and Alfredo Ruiz delivering those victories from the mound, and then Fredo was named Big West Pitcher of the Week. So for you, Andy, hiring a new coach, going through the whole year that you guys went through last year, the last two years really, you have just got to take a giant sigh of relief to see the program look so ready and also deliver two wins this weekend. Yeah, it was a a fantastic weekend at at Bull Diamond at Blair Field. A lot of energy, uh, great crowds, the weather was fantastic. Uh, yeah, extra innings on opening night. It's yeah, hard to beat that. Yeah, that I, I will be honest. That was a little chilly. That was a little <laughs> chilly. The diehards in, in the 13th inning uh, were there, but uh, you know, a sweet, sweet, uh, sweet victory there. But you know, just to, I'm gonna jump back. Fredo, that's a pretty awesome nickname. I mean, yeah, Alfredo, well, Fredo, I mean, you, well, depends on how you watch Godfather too. That's true. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that up until a like point, it, it was wonderful. Up until a certain point in a, in a rowboat, it was wonderful. But I, I think uh, Alfredo Reese is going to do much more than that. So, yeah, I think so too. I think he's going to be just fine. He and Seminaris pitching so well. They're going to look to do that again this weekend, but we will bring on coach Eric Valenzuela in just a few minutes to talk about that. Moving on, Long Beach State softball picked up maybe the biggest and most surprising win of last week in a come-from-behind, bottom-of-the-seventh walk-off victory thanks to Alyssa Gonzalez's uh, two-run double to knock off number two, Oklahoma, a massive victory for that program. It's been a while since they've been able to beat a big team like that in these preseason tournaments that they go to every year. Kim Souter does not shy away from playing the country's best. And to knock off the Sooners... Give them their first loss. That's huge. Yeah, it. Uh, and you know, hopefully that is a springboard to uh, further success. You know, I mean, there's, you know, I'm over 50 games uh, in terms of their schedule, kind of like baseball. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, a lot of sports is belief. You know, you certainly need to have the talent, but you need to believe in yourself. And when you can go toe to toe with the best and come out on top, um, that can certainly propel you in uh, just a very um, amazing way. Yeah. Speaking of springboard. Long Beach State men's basketball springboarded out of last place in the Big West with two impressive defensive victories last week. First, we've got to start at Hawaii, 50-49. They grinded that thing down on the island. Their first win at Hawaii since 2016. And again, first loss for Hawaii at home this season. That's a big win. Yeah, Hawaii is always a tough place uh, to play no matter who you are. It's, it's, you know, it's a long flight. It's a quick turnaround. Uh, you you want to go to the beach. You want you you want to <laughs> hang ten out on Waikiki. Uh, they have you know great fan support. It's a tough place to play. Yeah. So when you can come out of uh, 
uh, Honolulu with a W, um, that, that's saying something. So we're really proud of the, of the program. Big shouts to freshman Joshua Morgan, who scored a team-high 11 points in that game. Ha-ha, team-high 11 points. You, you see how that thing went. And a notable three blocks because now his 60 blocks this season are a single-season record here at Long Beach State. Been playing hoop here for a while, so that's pretty impressive for a freshman to come in and do it. And also, pretty impressive, pretty impressive that Morgan, like, He's not got the attitude where if you saw him walk across campus, you'd say, wow, that guy's probably going to block a shot right now, right? He's a very quiet, he's like measured a little bit, but man, he has got an instinct for shot blocking. He is. Josh is a a really interesting person. He's really smart uh, and he has a great sense of humor. You know, he comes across, I think a lot of people probably think is very quiet, which he, he is in some ways, but... When you get to know him, he's uh, he's uh, he's got a great sense of humor, and um, it, as you said, for a freshman, uh, it's difficult for any freshman yeah. to come in in any sport, in any conference, and and to come in and have an impact like he has had, and that says a lot about who he is as a person, an athlete. And uh, hopefully it points to a really bright future. Yeah, well, he's done it in an up-and-down roller coaster season, too. So to stay consecutive and consistent in a situation like that as a freshman, very impressive. Also impressive to see a guy who also has had an up-and-down season in sophomore, Michael Carter III, hit a game-winning jumper in overtime to beat UC Riverside in the Walter Pyramid over the weekend. Again, a big win to keep them alive in that race for the tournament and get them out of last place. The women's basketball team also had a pair of strong defensive efforts last week. They beat UC Santa Barbara and just lost to UCR. Justina King again leading the way. She had 20 points per game last week. How about women's tennis continuing their win streak with victories over Oregon and St. Mary's? They've outscored their opponents 19-4 during this winning streak, and this is exactly what we talked about with Coach Jenny Hill Costello last year, that you guys are just going to get better. Everybody who's good on your team is a freshman or a sophomore. They're all back this year, and they're all playing extremely well. Yeah, that's going to be a team to watch for sure if they can stay stay healthy, and, and, and I'm, I'm knocking on fake wood right now, but um, you know they really are poised to do something special. It'll be a very competitive conference season in the big west uh you know hawaii and and santa barbara but i like our chances and uh, coaches got them going the right way i think we might need to make a new segment for this show and it's just going to call the jason smith did blank show because every time we do an indoor track and field and of course track and field updates senior jason smith is in there he finished at the top of the collegiate performers list in the men's long jump once again at the usa track and field indoor championships last week it's another new school record I have a feeling he's just going to be doing that every other week. Yeah, and he, I, I know, has high um, you know, hopes for what this, this season will end up being. Um, if he stays healthy, you know, I keep saying that, but that's, that's really the difference maker. Mm-hmm. Um, he can, I think he can even do better. You know, he is a guy that um, physically is as gifted as they come, um, has a really strong men- mental side of things, and, um, you know, the coaching staff's working hard with him, and, you know, he really wants to cement his legacy here at the beach. So, this week at the beach, we're going to do the home games first. Women's basketball going to be at home against UC Irvine on Thursday at 7 p.m. at Walter Pyramid. And then the next night, Friday, men's volleyball having their reunion 
with the 1994-95 team. They're going to be hosting West Cliff. They've been on the road at some tournaments, so it's going to be good to be back in the building. And also, it's the second straight week that they've had some familiar faces back in the building. The men's volleyball team hosted the annual alumni game last weekend. Guys like Taylor Crabb coming back, seeing the mid, and see them in the mid. It's just a lot of memories. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, uh, everyone made it through pretty healthy. Uh, there were a lot of laughs, but, uh, you know, it really is when, when you know, it's, it's, it's the beach versus the legends. Um, you know, the legends, it's, it's a really apt, um, you know, a description of who they were. I mean, these are just guys that have played in Final Fours, that are professionals uh, on, the, on, the, on the beach or on the courts mm-hmm. and, or, or in, in life in general. And uh, we're just really blessed to have them back and uh, be able to spend time with our current team. We're going to be talking about this in just a minute, but Long Beach State Dirtbags are also in town this week, taking on Washington on Tuesday, number 17, Wake Forest, over the weekend. Men's basketball also going to be at home on Saturday, hosting Hawaii. This Big West basketball season has been very strange, starting with the schedule. Like, there's been multiple times where I think, wait, didn't they just play? And then you look on the schedule and yes. Yes, they did just play. Yes, it is a, it is a little odd, and especially the Hawaii one, almost uh, somewhat back-to-back. But, uh, you know, I guess that's, you know, everyone's got to go through it, but it uh, sometimes is a little bit of a head scratcher. That game on Wednesday at UC Irvine for men's basketball will also be interesting as they are the only team to really kind of figure out UC Irvine over the last few years. So can Long Beach State use a game like that on the road to make some noise in conference? We will see on the road this weekend. Softball team is going to be at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic like they are every year in Cathedral City. Another tough challenge taking on number 21 Northwestern on uh, Saturday. Women's water polo going to be at the Barbara Columbus uh, Invitational in Irvine. They're going to be taking on number six UC Irvine on Friday afternoon. They're going to play four games down there. Uh, Women's tennis also on the road at San Diego at UC Riverside. Women's golf is going to be hosting that uh, Rebel Beach Invitational in Las Vegas this week. And men's golf is going to be in Hawaii. For a three-day tournament. So a lot of action here at Long Beach State. And as always, we wanted to remind you that stuff is at the562.org. It's coverage for everything sports here in Long Beach newsletters. Videos, photos, recaps, Twitter updates, and interaction. Get involved in local sports coverage at the562.org. We now welcome on our special guest, the newest and eighth head coach of the baseball program here at Long Beach State. It's Eric Valenzuela. Coach, welcome to the show for the first time. JJ, thank you for having me, man. I'm pumped. First of all, congratulations on one heck of an opening weekend at Bull Diamond at Blair Field. I mean, obviously, you'd love to get the sweep there, but to win two and the way you did it was very impressive. Yeah, we're pumped. I mean, the energy, uh, you know, Friday night and that, that long game was unbelievable. And, um, you know, the fans, the crowd, um, just what an amazing weekend. And obviously, yeah, we wanted the sweep yesterday, but... Um, you know, I thought we battled to the end, and, uh, you know, we'll take the two out of three against a very good ball club. You know, we don't need to tell the people listening to this show the history of the baseball program here at Long Beach State, but you grew up in Southern California, coached in Southern California with Tony Gwynn, who's from Long Beach. You have Long Beach connections. So when you heard about the job opening at Long Beach State, was it something that was already on your radar? This was back in June of, of last year. Already on your radar, or were you kind of surprised? Like, what was your first reaction to it? Um, no, I mean... In the college baseball world, you know, I mean, you, you see things and, and you see what's happening all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the, you know, the biggest thing for me was just to stay where I was at, you know, stay grounded and stay with with my program mm-hmm. and uh, at St. Mary's. And, you know, if those opportunities arose and came, they would. But, you know, when you're there and you're coaching, I mean, I, I'm not thinking about, 
you know, anything in the future or anything right. that way. I mean, you see a job like Long Beach State Open. You see, you know, I think on the way, it was like the wild, wild west this summer. Um, of course, those are in the back of your mind. But, you know, to me, I've always just lived by the rule of, you know, hey, I, I'm here. You know, I'm a Gale. Yeah. Let me do the best job I could for my players, my team, this program. And right. whatever happens, happens. So, so your resume is not holding up one of the corners of your desk. <laughs> no, it's no, not, no, It's no, not no. on the ready. Absolutely not. No, I, I was happy, uh, you know, obviously there. Obviously, when the when this opportunity arose, I mean, this is one of the best jobs in the country. And, and so, of course, you're seeing that. But. Again, I've always lived by, hey, these guys are my guys here. We're going to work mm. as hard as we can for them, and whatever happens down the road happens. Yeah. So what do you do to prepare for an interview like that? I mean, do you, do you come in knowing how you're going to answer questions, or do you kind of just let it fly? Well, no. I mean, this is my 19th season, so I think I've, uh, I feel like you know, I'm prepared for, for anything. I mean, mm -hmm. especially um, you know, being in two different – I mean, as a player playing in the state school system at ASU and then also being able to play at Pepperdine, which is a private school – and then as a coach, you know, doing the same thing, being at St. Mary's College first and then being at University of San Diego private school and then being at San Diego State, the, the state school system. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I feel like, you know, from a state school system to a private school, I was prepared uh, for anything that came our way. And, um, you know, so, no, I, I, I feel good about it. I feel prepared. And, and I've been around some really, really good coaches and good mentors and been a part of really good programs. And so... Yeah. Um, we're looking to do the same here. So how was the interview experience here different from some of the other interviews you've done, basically, you know, in the local area? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was first class. I thought it was, you know, unbelievable. I got a lot of information about what, you know, what Andy and, and his staff looked for, mm -hmm. you know, and what they were looking for for this program. Um, obviously, being from Southern California, you see Long Beach State, you know, growing up and, and seeing the dirtbags and seeing the history and tradition. I mean, you know, this is a this is a place for for a coach. This is a you know a destination that you you know want to be at. Yeah. And so to be part of it, I, I, hey, I thought the interview process was great. I, I you know felt uh, you know that that all the information that I had and and uh, all the questions and things were great. And um, to I mean to compare them to, to others, I, I just felt like you know in the end of it, I felt like this was the best place for me and my family to yeah. to be. I felt it was more me than than any other of the jobs that were open this summer it was a wild summer we won't get any, any into details of any of that but it was a wild summer but i just felt like this was this was home were you nervous um little no. butterflies nothing uh no i mean I, I like i said you know like i tell my players i mean if you're prepared it's hard to be nervous there you, you know for sure but um excited absolutely yeah. yeah so you know when you were a player when you're preparing like that it's completely different, right? So when you were a player, how did you prepare to play ball? Yeah, you know, I growing up in a uh, you know in a background, my dad's a coach, a boxing coach. I mean, a lot of preparation is is uh, in my household. You know, is, is growing up is doing the extra stuff and feeling prepared. I, I I tell our players all the time. I mean, everybody works hard. You know, everybody has tough practices and and they're they're very well coached. But what's going to separate us from anybody else? Mm -hmm. It's that extra work. It's that night work. It's that road work when nobody's watching and and it's almost like having a feeling of that you have that you deserve success I mean that's that's how you have to feel and I tell our players all the time you know what are you doing at night you know when nobody's are you watching tv yeah. you know are you hanging out doing nothing are you doing homework are you doing you know you're running you're taking extra swings and you know whatever it may be just to get that little mental edge that mm -hmm. when you are on the mound and it's second and third and one out you're going to get out of that jam because you feel like you deserve success. You know, I deserve to be successful in these opportunities and these moments. And so I've always kind of lived by the, the extra. You got to do more because mm -hmm. I understand that everybody works hard. So what's going to be 
the difference between me and other coaches that we're facing, you know, yeah. even to this day, you know, it's like, um, you know, how am I going to have that edge on, on other coaches that we're facing? You right. know, it's one thing what your team does, but to me, I still live by that rule now, you know, working at night, watching video late at night when my kids and my wife sleeping, you know, uh, you know, doing those things early in the morning, getting up. I mean, just having that edge that when we play a game, I, I say, hey, I know that coach didn't outwork me, so he, his team doesn't deserve to be mine. Right, and that completely fits in with the yeah. philosophy of this baseball program mm -hmm. and the fall and the crucible and all that stuff that these players mm -hmm. have been going in. You come mm -hmm. in, it's your program, so you have to change that stuff. Mm -hmm. How did you change the offseason program for the Dirtbags, and what do you want people to get out of it? Yeah, I don't know if I change anything because I really don't know what had been done in the past. One things that one of the things that my staff and I we didn't want to do was was look back to anything. You know, we we have our way of doing things. We're gonna, you know, it's not about changing the culture. You know, people want to talk about changing. For me, it's not changing. It's doing what we've done forever. Mm -hmm. You know, and and we've been able to make adjustments based off of, you know, how we feel things are working and not working. I think the biggest thing for me was to, um, you know, like I've said, you know, uh, previous times. I mean. These are 18 to 22-year-olds that go through a coaching change. It's never easy. Yeah. You know? So I think the biggest job for me and my coaches were to get to know our players you know, and, and really reach out and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and let them know that everything was going to be okay. You yeah, know? what's I mean, the priority there? Because yeah. you're coming in and you've got to think, I want to be sustained winning here. Mm -hmm. I want to stay winning. But you also have to know that the kids are already here. So where's your priorities when it comes to, for lack of a better term, old players and new players? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is you, you, there's no old players, new players. There's no you recruited them, the other staff recruited them. There's, you know, who you got coming in. It's none of that at all. It's that these are the players that are in the program. We're the coach of these players, and we're going to coach them up like they're ours. And they are. I mean, and that's that's how you have to look at this thing. I'm not looking at next year. I'm not looking at, you know, the few. I mean, you want to talk about, oh, you know, it's going to take some time. And I tell our players all the time, no. I'm not walking into this program and saying, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to take us two or three years to kind of get this thing going. Absolutely not. We can do it with this group right here, right now. And that's how we came in with that attitude. As you saw this weekend, I mean, these guys are playing. I mean, they're playing with energy and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And I just loved it. And, uh, and that has been from day one. Yeah, it started on the mound this weekend with Adam Seminaris and Alfredo Ruiz uh, pitching back-to-back -back wins Friday and Saturday. Let's start with Seminaris. You and I talked before the season about how he really got some confidence playing in that Cape Cod League. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's happened a lot for Long Beach State Dirtbags players. Mm -hmm. You know, a breakout freshman, sophomore year, go to the Cape, get some confidence and come back and you look like Jaron Duran all, all of a sudden. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that happens for everybody. I think when you go out there, even if you – you know, and he had success out in the Cape. Yeah. You know, some guys that go out there and even that don't have success in the Cape, they come back and they're still confident because yeah. they played and they were around the best players in the country. So for him to go out and have the success that he did and, and you know, he just carried that over into the fall and into how he works and how he goes about his business and, you know, leading the charge with our pitching staff. I think not only is his stuff Friday night stuff, and, and, and but it's his demeanor. It's how he goes about his business. It's how he works out. It's how he walks around. You know, it's how he communicates with his teammates and his coaches. I mean, that's that's the type of guy you want on a Friday night. Absolutely. And then Ruiz follows it up. He ends up winning the Big West Pitcher of the Week award, giving up just two hits. Neither of them left the infield. Were you surprised that he pitched that well and then got rewarded for it? No, not at all. I think he's, uh, you know, he, he, he had a great fall. You know, I, I you know, I, he, uh, him and Adam were both, I mean, you could have flipped a coin to be who's going to be that Friday guy. A good um, place to be in. Absolutely. And both left-handed, which is, which is good. Um, 
you know, when we got back from Christmas break, I thought that, you know, we, we needed to fine tune some things with Fredo. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and I felt like the last week leading up to, you know, this, this weekend, uh, I think he did, he did a good job of that and getting himself ready. But again, you know, I, you know, I, you look at last year and this year in the sense of, you know, his game's pitch. And I thought he was really mature. I mm -hmm. thought he went out there and he threw strikes and got ahead and, and, and he competed his butt off and, you know, he had some fiery energy after innings, and we love seeing that. And and uh, and so I was definitely proud of him. Guy helping those guys behind the dish, Cole Joy. He's mm -hmm. obviously been here for a few years, but he missed a full year with injury. Mm -hmm. So you got at a as a pitching coach, as the head coach, you have mm -hmm. to put a lot of trust in your catcher, right? A hundred percent. And I think we have two. I mean, Chris Jimenez is down. He'll be out for a little bit with an arm injury, but but he'll be back. Um, so we're you know we got. We got Thomas Greeley and we have mm -hmm. Cole Joy, you know, and we have a freshman, uh, Eddie Morales as well, that, that if, you know, he, he's right behind those guys as well. But Cole Joy has been great. I mean, the one thing we have to do and I have to do a good job of is, is you know, he, he has some, uh, you know, yes, he, he was injured mm -hmm. and, and uh, there's still some issues with, with hip and, you know, back a little bit. We just got to make sure that, especially early, that, that uh, you know, we give him some time, you yeah. know, and, and we don't pound them into the ground right away. Same thing with our pitching as well, you know, that we just take care of their bodies, making sure that we're not overdoing it and utilizing a lot of our players early to kind of see what they could do, number one, and, and to keep them healthy. No, that's smart. I felt like I've been hanging out at a mash unit for the last few years mm -hmm. sometimes when you get one guy hurt, next guy hurt, next mm -hmm. guy hurt, and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you know, you've got a collection of starters on the bench mm -hmm. uh, that can really, you know, move your team in the wrong direction. But right now, you guys got to feel like you're headed in the right direction in just like the feel around the program, right? So as a philosophy moving forward, how do you want people to look at your program at Long Beach State Baseball? Yeah, I, I, that's, that's a great question. I want people to, to know that we play good baseball. And what does good baseball mean? And that's the one thing that we've really stressed to our team is that uh, – you know, is that playing good baseball, I mean, being able to throw quality strikes. And I say this all the time. There's three, there, you know, if we want to win baseball games, we have to do these three things better than our opponent. We have to throw quality strikes, mm -hmm. not just strikes, quality strikes. We have to play great defense, and we have to execute offensively. Those are our three kind of staples when you're talking about in-game. And if we can do those three things better than our opponent or two of those three things better than our opponent, then, you know, we're going to win a lot of baseball games. But what I want to see is, number one, hustle. I want to see energy in the mm -hmm. dugout. Um, you know, I want to see good fundamental baseball, and I felt like, for the most part, we did that this weekend. Um, definitely the energy in the dugout and how, how we went about our business in there, and, and I felt like we played good baseball. We base ran very well. Um, we put a lot of pressure on them defensively, and, and obviously we wanted to get that sweep, and we had opportunities to do that yesterday, but, yeah. you know, it just didn't happen. Well, you guys are going to have a lot more opportunities. Got a couple home games coming up. This show coming out on Tuesday. You're taking on Washington on Tuesday. And then number 14, number 17, mm -hmm. well, uh, Wake Forest mm -hmm. is coming to town this weekend for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think if uh, people didn't make it out for the opening weekend and they're coming out for Wake Forest, one of the first things they're going to notice is Calvin Estrada mm -hmm. hitting leadoff mm -hmm. in the bottom of the first. Mm -hmm. That's not usually what you've seen from a quote-unquote small ball program. Mm -hmm. But you guys don't want that. Mm -hmm. You want to be thunderous at the top of the lineup. And sure enough, he was with a couple hits and two doubles on the weekend. Yeah, it's nice to see him, you know, walk up to the plate to open up a game. And it puts a little, I think it'll put a little fear in some of those pitchers that are trying to get over a strike and just trying to start their game. And right. they have to make quality pitches the moment that that game starts. And so that's a nice feeling. Plus, he's a good hitter. Not only is he strong and powerful, but... You know, he's not going up there just taking wild swings. I mean, he's a really good hitter. He's good with two strikes. And, mm -hmm. and he can kind of jolt us, you know, into things. Me and Petey, you know, Coach Peters is 
you know, our philosophy with that leadoff hitter is, is we've done that for two years in a row. We had our, our guy at St. Mary's, Joe Vranich, who had 15 home runs, got drafted by the Dodgers. He led off for us last year as well. And, I mean, he started off games with home runs, with doubles, something exciting. And, and um, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's a different dynamic for sure. I think it sets the tone for our offense that, hey, we're, we're here to swing the bat and score runs, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and we're going to continue to do that. Well, before I let you go, I have to say thank you for letting me uh, MC the banquet couple weeks ago so much fun such a great group of people this dirtbags program you know from from dj gallo to Marilyn bowl like everybody's just out there for each other having a good time it was it was really a lot of fun so i just wanted to say thanks again oh well thanks for doing it it was uh yeah i, I just uh, i felt like it was a you know a, a great evening for for dirtbag fans and for um, you know, alumni and for everybody. We had over 350 people there. It was nuts. And you did an unbelievable job, man. So hopefully yeah, was, we can get you signed up in the books for next year. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, <laughs> pa it was packed. And I'm definitely looking forward to doing that uh, starting lineup again. For that sure. was a lot of fun. Because now I really know the team, right? Uh -huh. Usually you're doing the previews and you're reading through and you're trying to t catch who's going to start and all that stuff. No, we're, we're set up now. We're ready <laughs> to go, Coach. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Best luck the rest of the way. Thank you very much for having me. Another great interview with another great coach here at Long Beach State. Andy, I, I think you hired the right guy. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel good about it. I'm I'm optimistic, and uh, I think uh, our fans are looking forward to uh, what lies ahead. So before we get out of here, as we do every other week, it's time for food recommendations. Andy, do you have a food recommendation for LB Nation? I do. I have something that uh, a recommendation. Well, I hope to be a recommendation, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be uh, hopefully trying this week. Oh, preemptive. I yeah, like it. Preemptive. So I'm kind of calling my shot, I okay. guess, a little bit here. Um, Cheesesteak stuffed peppers. Ooh. So bell peppers stuffed with cheesesteak and all the accoutrements. Nice. With that, I'm a big bell pepper guy. Okay. So I, I, I saw a recipe for it. and uh, Are we thinking grill top or oven? Oven, oven, okay. oven. That's, well, that's what the recipe says. So, but uh, who knows? I mean, you, know, you never know what, you know, might be an audible. Yeah. Might have to go hot route. Now, are you, are you eating this thing like a cupcake? Or I are think, we I knife think, and forking it? I think you got to go cupcake it. <laughs> okay. That's what I believe, unless it's going to fall apart in my hands. Hey, listen, they didn't make Philly cheesesteaks to be clean. It's yeah. supposed to be dirty. I, I mean, I'm not going George Costanza fork and knife with my Snickers bar, but. Uh... <laughs> Why? How do you eat it? <laughs> But I'm hoping that this is uh, – I will report back to all the fans out there with uh, how it went. Okay, good. I like that. My food recommendation is something I want to try as well. I don't know if it will ever happen, but I really want to do this. So did you know that there are two different companies who make Girl Scout cookies here in America? So I, the Girl Scouts of America don't all sell the same type of cookie. Well, you just blew my mind right yeah. there. If, same for me when I found this out a couple of weeks ago. So people on the West Coast have a different looking box. And according to some people, like thin mints taste differently in Miami Whoa. than they do in Los Angeles. So I want to find a way to like eighth grade science fair style, three-sided three board yeah. hypothesis. Yes, thin mints taste the same even if they're in a different box. And find a way to get thin mints from different I'm states. A, I'm going to date myself right here. It was the Pepsi challenge, I think, yeah, is so what, you we, go. what we used to call it. It's the thin mint challenge. I. I, I had no idea about that, and it's really yeah. blowing my mind right now. It's, pre it's pretty crazy. You could grow up in America and have a completely yes. different Girl Scout cookie experience than somebody else. Yeah. 
I don't know. You thought some things were consistent. No, I don't. I'm really at a loss for words right now, JJ. You really are blowing my mind. I'm not just, I don't know how to process this. I got to shout out Mike because uh, Mike and a friend of ours, we were having that conversation last week and we were like, okay, how do you find out? Right? right. Because w- could you imagine somebody's like, hey, you want a Girl Scout cookie? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. And you take a bite and it doesn't taste like yeah. your childhood. That, oh, crush, that would crush like? me. It would crush me to not. You'd immediately question yourself and yeah. be like, well, it must have been yeah, something else. Yeah, it must have uh, toothpaste left over. Yeah, I don't right? know what's going My on My taste there, buds right? just went absolutely crazy but at age five. The things you learn on the LBP show. <laughs> something everybody. new every week. Thank you so much to producer Roger and everybody else who helps get this show up. Andy, thank you so much for having us on the show. And LB Nation, we will talk to you again in two weeks. Take care.